Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. You guys, what you're doing. Hey, we are still in a series called Unfinished. Say unfinished. <clears throat> because we're all unfinished. We're works in progress. So we've been, talking, we've been looking at the book of Nehemiah and his mission and passion to rebuild the walls and gates of Jerusalem. They had been destroyed and the city was in shambles and vulnerable to attack. So these messages are designed to rebuild and strengthen the spiritual and emotional walls of our own lives. To experience the real results of living protected against a real spiritual enemy. And God does this by reminding us and compelling us to search for the old proven ways, the ancient paths. Look at this verse, Jeremiah 6, 16. I love this. This is what the Lord says. Stop. Say stop. At the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you'll find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. <laughs> Been there, done that. Don't want to do that again. Um, I like older cars. I remember our Cutlass Supreme. I remember the Oldsmobile Tornado. I remember the Barracuda. Not great on gas, but man, they were sturdy and simple and easy to fix. A few years back, uh, the, uh, the car battery in our older car died. I pulled the newer car next to it to recharge the battery. Got my jumper cables out, opened the hood to the new car because that's where I'd naturally check to locate the battery, couldn't find it. And after an extensive and frustrating search and much wasted time, I found it in the back underneath the passenger seat. And I scratched my head. See, we live in a new age. Things are moving at a blistering pace. We live in an information age where the internet and social media have become a place where billions are searching for the next new thing, the latest news, the newest teaching, the newest perspective, the newest selfie. And I'm not opposed to new and neither is God, but desperately searching for new will distract us from the old proven godly path that will bring rest for the soul. And if we ever need rest for the soul, if we ever need, we ever need God to enter uh, the, 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 the mental state of humanity, it is now. It is now. It's the ancient path that calls us back to God's long-established rock-solid ways that do not change but remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Nehemiah was faced with the task of rebuilding this powerful spiritual truth in 2022 as, we, as we're saying it, as we're, we're seeing it happen today. Here's the next phase of the rebuild Nehemiah 3.6, the old city gate was repaired by Joida, son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodiah. They laid the beams, set up its doors, and installed its bolts and bars. The old city gates. 
Let me show you the layout again, the city and the walls. I want to show you this as we're moving through this. We see, we've been talking about how, how, how Nehemiah started at the sheep gate. You can see how they methodically moved around sheep gate to fish gate to old gate. And, and by the way, th those gates are really extremely close to the temple. Methodically making their way around it than around the city. Spiritually speaking, you can see the importance of allowing the Holy Spirit to protect us and secure and rebuild the walls around this temple because we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Daily being reminded of the sheep gate and our salvation. Daily remembering the mission to be a light to a lost world, the fish gate and this old gate. So close to the temple. This was the gate where the elders of the city, the experienced, the wise, would meet to discuss the matters of religious and community importance. And they would give sound advice and fair judgments on disputes at this gate. It was here at that gate where Moses and Joshua were instructed by God. It was here where David was restored as king. It was here where Ruth was loved, defended, and blessed by Boaz. She would be adopted into a family that would eventually produce the savior of the world. Jesus would come from her lineage. That all happened at the old gate. It was at the old gate where people constantly flowed through, where new agreements were verbally sealed in the presence of witnesses. It was when a person's words and handshake truly meant something. The old gate was important. And when Nehemiah was repairing the old gate and the walls that surrounded it, he was reminded of the old ways of truth that never change, the old ways that bring rest and healing to the soul, and the old ways that bring victory over the enemy. See, what I found is you don't have to reinvent a new weapon, a new way in order to defeat your old spiritual enemy. Just look to the old proven principles because what I've learned is principles defeat principalities. Principalities mean that, that spiritual enemy trying to, trying to attack us left and right. But principles defeat principalities. The principle of humility will, will lift you above the enemy. The principle of integrity will protect you from the enemy. The principle of trusting God will give you victory over the enemy. The principle of forgiveness will foil the plan of the enemy. And the principle of tithing will rebuke the enemy. Yeah. Woo! I can go on and on and on about principles. Principles defeat principalities. Every time, all the time. Old ways will defeat the old devil. And sometimes the only way to move forward is by looking back, not in regret, but in remembrance, not in shame, but being reminded of his salvation, going back and seeing the faithfulness of God. I can't tell you how many times in ministry and in life when I was going through a difficult, difficult time, 
that all I had to do was look back and say, God, you're faithful. If I were to write a book today, it would have one cover and one page, and that is God is faithful. So Nehemiah got right to work on this old gate. Say old gate. See, old is good. Say old is good. I don't understand why there isn't a demand for older employees. They have much more experience, more wisdom, more integrity, strong work ethic, yet they are passed by for younger employees with little experience and much less wisdom. I say hire them both. Come on. Look at this, 1 Peter 5, 5. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. All of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Oh, there's so much there. Old is good. I've played a lot of sports in life, and the reason why I did is because I figured out what I could be good at and what I couldn't be good at. One, one, one uh, sport I knew I wasn't going to be good at was baseball, probably because I didn't want to get hit by that thing. But it reminds me of the first baseball mitt during my one year of playing Little League Baseball. That mitt looked so great, but the ball kept popping out. It was shiny and new, but never used. It wasn't broken in. And I remember being so frustrated, but I, I, I noticed an old glove by the bench. I think it was a softball glove. It was huge, especially for my little hand. But I grabbed this old raggedy one, the one no one wanted, went back out. It was a miracle. I was catching almost everything. Listen, here's a word. You might feel and look like you're falling apart. You may even think your best days are behind you. I say hogwash. Don't believe it. You've got the goods. You've got the experience. You've got the character to make a difference, to do more in the days ahead than you could ever imagine. Your best days are still ahead of you. This old gate represented the ways and truths that have not only been tested over time, but listen, are proven to bring results every time. Every time. And this gate speaks of discipleship. Because I, this, is what I've, this is what I've known. Young followers of Jesus soon realize that they must seek out and desperately need the wisdom and guidance from God and those who've been around the block who have a track record with Jesus and who have learned what it takes to walk with God over time. We realize that. I remember when I first met Emily's family, and, and, and I didn't grow up in the church, and I lived my life and had my fun, and, you know, the Bible says sin is fun for, for a season. It always comes back to get you. And I had my fun and all that st stuff in the world. I, I was never happy. I was just totally lost. But. And so I, I told Emily's dad about my testimony, about how God radically just changed me. I... I I got born again and, and just on fire for the Lord. And he's listening to my testimony and the bits and pieces of it. And he said, man, I don't have a testimony like that. Because he grew up in the church and he's just been going to church his whole life. I said, you have a better testimony than me. I got to go do my stuff. 
your testimony is you steadfastly followed God and taught your children and prayed for your grandchildren and you kept going even though you have a better testimony than me. That's what I said. Amen. We show you that picture again of the wall. You can see we get saved through the sheep gate. And then we start catching fish, reaching people through the fish gate while being discipled in the old gate, at the old gate. That's where the Bible comes in. That's why church is so critical and important. That's why serving can make an enormous difference. That's how faith in action makes us stronger, the proven ways, the old ways. I chuckle at my younger self sometimes. I remember getting in ministry, you know, it seems like when I got saved, it's like the whole world opened up to me. I, like, I could see things I'd never seen before. And I was eager. I was so ready to bring the new way. Had a lot of ideas. I was involved in almost every ministry and church. And one day I went to my pastor. I said, hey, if you ever need any help with your sermon preparation, I can do that too. And he said with a smile, <laughs> Danny boy, he didn't say Danny boy, you just do the thing you're called to do. And by the way, nine months later, I was burnt out. Burnt out. Sitting in the back of a church, nine months into full-time ministry, I said, I can't do this anymore. So what had to happen is, is, is even though I had some new ideas, I was throwing everything on my plate, and, and, and I had to get back to the, to the old ways, to the ways that would sustain me and refresh me. And Nehemiah could have easily passed by the old gate. He was younger, probably had some new ideas as well and new ways of doing things, but he didn't. He didn't close up that old gate. He restored it. He restored the integrity, the experience, and the character of the wall. Because what I've found out in life and in ministry is that charisma might get you there, but character will keep you there. I mean, write that one down. <laughs> Charisma might get you there, listen, but character will keep you there. The old gate. As we finish, here's some proven ways, proven old ways that will help you stay strong and locked in for life. His words, say his words. His words, there's a reason why I said it that way. Because it's not a, just about the word, which we well, we well know the word. I love the word, the Bible. It's not just about the word. It's also about his living and breathing words. His voice speaking through his word and others and even creation now. Because we can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The old gate was a reminder of what will always be firm, solid, proven, true forever. His words. Even though these words were written thousands of years ago, they have the same power and give us the same hope and courage they did back then, Romans 15, 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. His words... 
I've noticed the Bible can become sterile if we let it. It can become just another thing we do and read if we let it. Or it can be life and health and power and something personal if we let it. I remember being a brand new Christian and uh, being exposed to a lot of stuff, you know, just, just seeing the, the, the kind of the church world. And I remember seeing this dude on the corner preaching the gospel. But he seemed mad. I kind of refer to him as the, the mean dude with the Bible. <laughs> and I, I personally, and I'm not judging him, but personally, I don't think it was changing him. I felt like he was critical towards others. He was judgy towards, towards others. He was looking to scrutinize and criticize. It just, just didn't seem like the spirit of God. And it wasn't because that's actually the spirit of religion. Whenever you find yourself, whenever you find yourself, you know, Looking for the one thing that's wrong, <laughs> that's never God. <clears throat> Thank God he doesn't do that to us, right? But we, tend, we can fall into that trap, right? It's just a human nature thing, but, but quickly run from that. But I, I, think, I think that he thought he was right and everyone else was wrong. He had the word in his head, but not in his heart. He had information without inner transformation. It wasn't personal. His words, Jesus' words weren't getting in. See, my life has meaning and purpose when his words to me are personal. Then they become powerful, full of love and life and mercy. Peter said this after Jesus said to his disciples, hey, he goes, do you want to leave me too? You guys want to leave me too? Huh? Peter says this in John 6, 68, Lord, to whom should we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Peter understood the importance of the words spoken by Jesus. And these words weren't just heard. Listen, they were eaten. Have you ever eaten something so fast you didn't really enjoy it? Too many times, man. Too many times I did that. Peter understood how to eat the word. They got deep down in his heart and soul. He knew that his words were not just the old way, they were the only way. His words were the only thing that will last forever. Matthew 24, 35, look at this. Heaven and earth will disappear. Heaven and earth will disappear. But my words will never disappear. And if you wonder why Slewfoot or the enemy tries to keep us from the very word and words of God, you can see why. It's the only thing that lasts forever. The principles, the old ways, the proven ways. I kind of view it like this. It's like the word, the words of God are floating throughout the universe, are floating in this room for us to just grab and put in our heart. Like if you could see the word, because the word lasts forever, you could see all the promises of God just floating around and God saying, go get it, man, go grab it. Grab that one, it's yours. Take it and put it deep in your heart. It's like Matthew 6, for me, which is seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all things that you'll ever need, Dan, 
will be added to you. And some people might say, well, that can't be. Yes, it is, because I've seen it proven over and over and over again in my life. Come on. All you need is one word, and that one word will get to many more. I got many more promises now that I needed in times of trouble that God has proven. They're proven. But I had to go grab it. I had to go find that word floating around. They're not floating around. They're right here in your Bible. They're right there in the promise book. They're right coming through a message through worship. They're all around. His words. They not only impact us today immediately, but they actually go forward to influence and impact the future. I remember years ago, I'm going to call out John and Karen Gernot. We love them. And uh, so years ago, it was 12 years ago, we met at Bigby almost probably a little over 12 years ago, we met Big B and Ionia, and we met together, the, the four of us, this is before we came to Cadillac. And one thing they said that they always say throughout all the 12 years I've known them is follow the Holy Spirit. And they say, thank you for following the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget, that was on the first day. And they say that today again, but it's a reminder, it's a reminder of how we are all, us and you, to to follow God, follow by the Spirit of God. Just like they did in the Old Testament, cloud by day, pillar by night. So build your house around his words. Restore your family from his words. Discover your destiny with his words. Do it with his words. And do it with steps. Say steps. (laughs) His steps. Oh, how I wish the Red Sea would have parted quickly in my time of trouble. It rarely does. But it does in steps. It parts in steps. You're going through trouble. Don't worry about it. It will part. God will show you a way. He'll open up a path for you, but it's probably going to happen in steps. We think that Moses waved a magic rod over the sea. No, no, look at this. Moses went before the Red Sea parted. God said uh, to Moses, why are you crying? But lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. In that moment, moment, Moses had to step one, stop crying. God wasn't being, he was just saying, listen, your, your focus is on the wrong thing. Stop crying, Moses. Step two, lift up that wooden stick. Step three, stretch out your hand and watch the sea parts. And God created a way through and a way out, but included steps. The old, the old gate is a reminder of trusting God in steps. Say his steps. In regard to Nehemiah, he had, to, he had to work through this in steps. Check this out, Nehemiah 3.22. The next repairs were made by the priests from the surrounding region. 23, after them, Benjamin and Hashub repaired the section across from their house, and Azariah, son of Messiah, and grandson of Ananiah, repaired the section across from the house. Next was Ben-Yu, son of Henadad, who rebuilt another section of the wall from Azariah's house to the angle in the corner. The old way is step by step. Mm. Step by step. Step. I've wanted so many times for my trouble to end quickly. <laughs> Again, it does, but not just right away. 
some things God's doing. We see that God created the earth in steps, in days. Noah built the ark in steps. God works in steps. Not everyone likes steps. I used to fall in the steps when I was trying to jump up the steps. I tried to jump two or three steps at a time, and I'd slip and fall flat on there. These days, I'd rather not fall. I don't have the bounce back I had when I was in my 20s. So I take the steps with a little more humility these days. I look down at my feet. I'd make sure those steps are solid. Reminds me of Levi when he was just a young lad. How he probably three. Adeline was five. And he was just going down, I think one of his first slides, he was, you know, we used to be with him on the slide and get him down the slide. And now he's going all over. Because why? He sees Annalyn at five going down the slide. And on the slide, there was this bar, and you grab the bar. And Annalyn, so her name means graceful, by the way. Annalyn grabs it with so much grace, and she does this thing. It's beautiful, like a gymnast. And woo! and comes back, and then her butt lands perfectly on the side and goes down, and Levi's like, that's awesome. And he goes up there at three, and all of a sudden he grabs that bar, and he swings, and he lets go, and he does like a backflip, boom, right on the slide, goes down. He doesn't know where he's at at the end. He's like, so buddy, it's going to take a few steps, man. You're not, I, I love your initiative, love that boldness, but you're not there yet. It's okay. It's okay. See, when young, we want to learn it all now. We think we know it all now. And when we're in trouble, we want, our, we want it over now. <laughs> but God has designed steps. The steps. Look at this, Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That's why I so love Emily and frustrated by her, her gift, because I'm not a detail guy. I miss stuff all the time, but her gift is detail. And man, she, and she's so good at it. She, matter of fact, our house is put together in detail. It's wonderful. If it was up to me, it'd just be like thrown together. Thank God for the people who have gift of detail and gift of steps, right? Woo. But I, I, don't, I wasn't gifted in that way, so when, when I say, when she first came in my life, I'm like, why do, you gotta, why do you have to do that? Now I know why. Now I know why. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that our house is in order. <laughs> thank you, God. And listen, I'm, there's no judgment here because uh, some of us are just creative, our, our, you know, and, and our house is, you know, the way, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, man, I needed to learn step by step. I needed to learn that. Proverbs 16.9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our, say it, steps. He determines our steps. Mm. Steps. That's how God works. So it's no surprise that, the, that, that, that uh, when Nehemiah started the work, it was done in steps. When doing anything in life, be okay with steps. Steps are the old way. Take it slow. Make it methodical. Make it intentional. Be okay with steps. We tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term, and we underestimate what God will do in the long haul with steps. And lastly, short one. 
rebuild the old gate with his heart. With his heart. I think many times we can miss the very heart of God. When we read the Bible, we, we just miss his heart. It becomes, again, something we're reading on the surface. But remember, that Bible, the words of God were given to us because he loves us. He loved us and he loves us. And that will never change. That, that, is, that is written in history, his heart for us, his heart for you and I. The world may hate you, but God says, I love you. The old, the old gate says, I love you. Just think for a moment how God created the world with all of this beauty, with all of this provision, with all of his glory just for us, just for you and I, right? That's what he did it for. I was walking by a pond the other day. I saw a bunch of lily pads and a frog sitting on a lily pad. I thought, God, you love that frog. You love that frog. You made that lily pad just for that frog. How much more does God love you and I? That he gave us this earth and everything in it. God gives us things we need because he loves us. He loves us. He doesn't, he doesn't hold it against us. Right? Never. He's done so many things for us that we've never even noticed. We got to move our daughter for the fifth time. College. Moved to another place. He's moved to me. <laughs> right? You've been there, man. Load that thing up. And it so happens that Anna Lynn seems to time this right around cross-country camp, but she's not there. Hey, Mom and Dad, I, I need you to move my stuff in. Really? So like the fifth time, fourth or fifth time, I'm like, I'm like, does she even know how difficult this is? We're sweating, putting all this stuff together, right? Does she even know? I think I'm going to send her a text message just to let her know how painstaking this process is and was throughout the years. I think I'm going to send her a text message right now to let her know what we've done and how generous we've been to make her realize. And the Lord said, Dan, <laughs> you know how many things I do for you, have done for you, that you've never realized and never will, and I'm okay with it. Yet I don't expect anything in return. I don't send you a text message with all that I've done in order to get you to thank me. I did it because I love you. That's my heart. Here's that verse one more time, Jeremiah 6, 16. This is what the Lord says. Stop. Say stop. In the name of... No, listen. At the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path. You'll find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, it's not what I want. I want the new thing, man. See... They lost his heart because they didn't want the old way. So Nehemiah repaired it. Because when you find his heart, you'll find the old way again, the godly way, the right way, the satisfying and peaceful way. You find Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Find the right path for your life by getting back to the old way. Emily, can you bring that suitcase up to me as I finish? It's heavy. 
Now, I don't know if you knew this, but I carry this thing around wherever I go. Have you seen me with it? You probably have. It's an old suitcase, probably out of the 50s, you know. Um, but I carry this thing wherever I go. Everywhere I go, this suitcase is with me. It's got a lot of character. It's been through a lot. It's kind of broken. It's got ripped apart. It's really sturdy, though. Man, they, they made them sturdy back then. But I carry this thing wherever I go. It never leaves me. Well, Dan, that's not true because I saw you the other day on the golf course. You didn't have that thing with you. Right. But it's not just the suitcase. It's what's inside. Let's see if I can do this. I'm just going to put it down here. Other way. Thank you. Yes. I'm unfinished. I have an unfinished work in progress. Don't know what I'm doing. So what I love about the suitcase is what's inside. All the things that got me to where I am today. All of them. Like, like this cassette tape, which was the King James Version on Bible cassettes that I would listen to instead of Boys to Men. In sync, come on, show my age. Journey. I'll bust out and sing some songs right now. You better watch it. It's too early. But it was King James Version. Come on, you guys. I rarely read that version, only to study, because there's a lot of words that I don't understand. But King KJV on Bible cassette, when it wasn't cool, I had this pumping in my, my Nissan Sentra for all to hear, but I needed to hear it. Bought that myself. One of my first Bibles falling apart. First Bibles. This devotional, it's got all this stuff written in it, years, years, and the things that God spoke to me, the things that he said to me. God's promises, the promise book. I tell people, man, you want to start? Get a promise book. Like I cut my teeth on this thing, and I started memorizing verses that meant something to me. This promise book right here, or this book, prayers that avail much. You want to know how to pray? Get this book. Man, you can just read it but it's powerful, spirit-filled prayers, prayers that avail much. I love to study. This old book was a complete word study, New Testament, just cracked open the Bible for me like I've never seen before. Some people call it a lexicon. I mean, I just, I bought this thing. Huge my first study Bible, my first study Bible, went to bookstore, dropped back then about 30 bucks on this thing, not much today, like 70 today, this thing's got so much in it, underlined, and this thing soaked with a few tears, wherever I go, I carry that suitcase, that's in me forever. That stuff, and this is, just a, this is my foundational stuff. That's in me forever. Those seeds, in me forever. It goes wherever I go. The old ways, the old gate, my friends. You can start today. His words, his steps, his heart. You can crack open your Bible. Pray a prayer like, Lord, help me understand this stuff, and God will. 
You can get the Bible version app on your phone. Fantastic app. You can continue to get in church and serve incredible ways to grow, to get stuff in you that you will carry for the rest of your life. I want you just to stop, just like we read in Jeremiah. Stop for a moment. And I want you to close your eyes because I want to read something over you. I'm going to read these, they're they're verses set in in a way, but I want to encourage you today. But I want, you to, I want you to take this into your heart. I want you to take this as your father is speaking to his child right now. My child, I have a plan for your life. Everything that I spoke, the promises I made to you, the dreams that I declared over you, what I've said concerning you, All of this will be fulfilled. Yes, I've planned everything out ahead of you. I'm already with you. For everything you'll go through, I've already provided everything you'll ever need. No one can cancel or destroy what I declared. You can go forward. I will not forsake you. I will walk beside you till the end. I'm one step ahead of you. I go before you. The road that you're about to take, I've already walked. I've leveled all the mountains and I've overcome every obstacle. You can trust me, says the Lord. Lord, I thank you for this word. Let it go deep down into our hearts. But I thank you, God, for the old gates in the old ways. I pray, God, for a revival at the old gate, a revival of discipleship, a revival of a hunger for the very word and words of God. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do that in us. Would you pray this with me? Say, Heavenly Father, stir up a hunger in my heart for you, Jesus, and the word and the old ways. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Prayer team is here to pray for you. Have an incredible day. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.